Welcome to PodClass. I'm Matt Bernico. PodClass is a podcast about showing off student work. Whenever I get a cool podcast in one of my classes, I add this little introduction to it and then post it on SoundCloud for all of you. Here is Cameron Privet's Notes on Summer Camp. I want you to think back to your childhood. No, not that part of your childhood. Think about your summers. Hot days and cold nights, sun rays and balloon fights. If you grew up in the Midwest, you probably realized early in life that there is absolutely nothing to do, especially when school is out for three months. Luckily, God invented summer camp. Now children can enjoy swimming in scummy lakes, making bad macaroni art, and sharing a bunk with that fat kid who farts in his sleep. But the greatest thing about summer camp is getting to hang out with your camp counselors. Those super cool acne-ridden teenagers with their tie-dye shirts, cargo shorts, and Chaco sandals. Now I can say all of this because I was a camp counselor for three years. I saw how kids looked up to me. But the strange thing is, I think the camp counselors look up to the kids even more. Probably because kids still know how to have fun. Kids are funny. Like, really funny. They will say or do whatever pops into their heads, and it leads to some incredibly hilarious stories. Today, I want to share a few of those stories with you and explain how they made an impact on me. Let me set the scene. It's the summer of 2013, and I'm walking down the stairs after my morning staff meeting. I enter the foyer, and I see two boys running to the bathroom door. Now, let me describe these kids to you. Jack and Chris are about six years old and inseparable. Jack is freckled with sandy blonde hair, and his voice is approximately ten times deeper than my own. No joke. His partner in crime, Chris, is small, even for a six-year-old. He has a head shaped like an upside-down pear and eyes the size of dinner plates. I call for them to wait a minute, and they both pause in the doorway of the bathroom. Where are you guys going? I said. Um, to the bathroom? Chris said. Well, you guys are supposed to have a counselor with you at all times. Oh, sorry, said Jack. Then they promptly ignored me and rushed into the bathroom. I let out a sigh that contributed to 30% of North America's greenhouse effect. (sighs) Fine. I guess I'll just wait here until you're finished. So I waited. And I waited some more. Five minutes had passed. Jack and Chris still weren't done. I decided to poke my head into the bathroom to see if they were okay. Hey, are you guys almost finished? My words trailed off. With my head now looking to the bathroom door, I could see two sets of feet in the largest bathroom stall. Uh, what are you guys doing? I asked hesitantly. Time froze. Suddenly, and without warning, I see Chris drop on the floor and roll into the next stall over. A moment later, I hear two toilets flush, and Jack and Chris walk out of their stalls and straight to the sinks. Neither of them says anything, they just begin washing their hands. Um, what were you guys doing? I asked again. Chris turned to me and muttered something unintelligible about a laboratory. A laboratory? But what does that mean? But what were you doing? 
Simultaneously, they said, Flushing rocks down the toilet. Wait, what? Were you guys flushing rocks down the toilet? Yes. No. Turns out, Jack and Chris were cramming fistfuls of pea gravel from the playground into their pockets and bringing it into the bathroom so they could pretend to be scientists. My first thought is, wow, that was hilarious and I need to tell someone about this right now. But my second thought was, a child's imagination is a truly wonderful thing. Consider for a moment that I see a bathroom as just a bathroom. But to Jack and Chris, that isn't a bathroom. It's a chemist's lab. That isn't a toilet. It's a beaker with a chemical concoction that only smells like urine. Those rocks going down the drain? Chemicals. And Jack and Chris are two scientists making the next big discovery. When did we lose our sense of wonder? The desire to be bigger than what we are. Jack and Chris reminded me of that by flushing rocks down a toilet. Another camper who had a profound impact on me was Carson. Now Carson has a little bit of a lisp, so really his name should be Carthen. It probably would have been a little cute if Carson hadn't been in fourth grade. One hot summer day, I was helping with some water balloon fights. Throughout the activity, Carson's swim trunks would start to slip down, so every 30 seconds I have to keep yelling, Carson, pull your swim trunks up. And I did that probably a hundred times that day. At some point, I noticed we were running low on water balloons, so I headed back upstairs to get some. On my way downstairs, I heard the door open, and in the foyer, I heard Carson yell, Nothing can stop me now! I thought that was pretty strange. But I walked down a few more steps and looked into the foyer, and what do I see? I see Carson waddling to the bathroom with his swim trunks around his knees and his shirt pulled up over his head. Uh, I'm a little stunned, to say the least. So I pause for a second, and when I regain my composure, I walk over to the bathroom door and I wait until I hear him finish. Uh, he's washing his hands at the sink, so I open the door, and I say to him, Uh, Carson, I think we need to talk about what just happened in the foyer. Carson looks shocked for a minute. Then he looks me in the eyes and he says to me, Cameron, I'm sorry. With his head bowed, he looked broken. I had just shattered this kid's spirit. A thought occurred to me then. Carson was so sick of being told to pull his trunks up that he decided to rebel in his own way. He wasn't questioning authority or inciting an uprising. He just wanted to express his frustration in the most freeing way that he knew how. By streaking through the foyer. Why don't we, as adults, find a way to express our frustration? Now, I'm not suggesting we all drop trow and waddle through a public building. But why don't we find something to do to let us vent? Get in your car and scream. Go to the gym and sprint on a treadmill for as long as you can. Do something that will remind you that you have control of your life. Carson wasn't trying to hurt anyone, though my eyes will probably never recover. He just wanted to express himself and prove to himself that he still had some control over his life. And his swimming trunks. I hope you learned something from these stories. Children have this incredible view of the world. Anything is possible. You can do or be anything. Often adults would call that naive. However, what if we all decided to view the world with a little more wonder? Would we accomplish more? Would we find that we have more control in our lives? Possibly. 
Worst case scenario, I think we'd have a lot more fun. So go ahead, flush some rocks down the toilet, streak through your house butt naked, but please don't do it in a public building. In short, just live a little. This podcast was brought to you by J. Cameron Privet. Special thanks to voice actors Eddie Allison, Josh Wood, and David Martin. I hope you have enjoyed this program. I didn't. Yeah, neither did I. Thanks for listening. Or, whatever. You've been listening to PodClass, a podcast from the Center for Visual Culture and Media Studies at Greenville University. You can find more of our podcasts at soundcloud.com slash medialabgu.